Jesus Christ didn't come to save uh, the right kind of people. But he came to save the worst kinds of people. And I'm so glad because that's exactly who I was, certainly the way that I felt. WVCC Ministries is a Christian ministry dedicated to the work of Jesus Christ in whatever way he may lead. We want to see lives changed as people put faith in him, and we hope that you are drawn to Christ, encouraged, and inspired by the message today. You can currently follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Spotify. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're here. When I was about 18 years of age, I was just a miserable young man, and I couldn't find reason or hope or purpose in life, and all of that misery that I felt on the inside was bleeding over into my actions and my attitude, and I was messing with things and behaving in ways that just made me a rotten, a rotten individual. Um, we have a saying, you, you've probably heard it, that hurting people hurt people, and you know, and we have we have such a way of of self destructing. Probably many of you could relate to this. That uh, it's not necessarily who we want to be. It just ends up who we. That's just it. That's who we end up being because that's what we are on the inside. There's no peace. There's no joy. There's no confidence. There's no uh, true love. And the fact of the matter is, is that I was suspicious of anything and everybody in my life. Um, at a time when you would have said that a, a young 18-year-old man ought to have everything in the world to live for. I was contemplating suicide. Uh, I was self-destructing. I was self, you know, I was imploding. Um, and, and every relationship that I had, including relationship with family, was suspicious to me. And uh, when you live that way and you think that way, and probably some of you know what it feels like to look over your shoulder and cut your eyes at anybody and everybody that's in your life, when you live that way, it has such a way of coloring your, your, your person, your, your personage, who you are, and the way that you behave and the way that you act. It just distorts how you live. And it can turn you into just such a rotten individual. And that's who I was. I was just a rotten, I was a rotten uh, young man. And, and, and that on, on the inside was, was coming out on the outside. And, and, um, and, and that's who I was. And I hated life and I hated living. And I couldn't find any reason or any hope. And, uh, but thank God that he doesn't come and, 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 and visit just the right kind of people or the, you know, the good enoughs or the, 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 the okays, but he comes, he came to save the worst kind of people. And, and I want to read a passage of scripture and jump back into this, uh, if I can, here in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commendeth his love. What that means is he demonstrates or he exhibits his love in such a way like this toward us. Toward us. He exhibits his love toward us that while we were sinners, he died for us. Not, not when we started cleaning up our act. Not because we all of a sudden he said, okay, I see some potential. I, they're, 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 they're making uh, efforts and they're going to change. No, while we were sinners, he showed us how much he loved us. We live in such a performance-based and performance-driven society that, you know, you're praised for what you can do um, and what you can't do. Sometimes it feels like such a penalty. And, um, you know, never for just, never hardly does it feel like does it feel like in this world are you ever loved just because you just are? But that's exactly what Jesus shows us is that because we are. And go, I would go back to the beginning that you're made 
You're made in the image of God and you are. And because you are, because you exist, because you live, you breathe, because you have a soul, Christ died for you. He showed you how much he loved you, not because not because you were good enough and strong enough or, or pretty enough or excellent enough. We just left a, a camp here that we, we host every year, and it, it centers around young people who come from broken homes. They don't have um, maybe either, either of their parents or maybe one of their parents in the foster care system or, or whatever, and, and we look forward to doing it every year. I, I can relate in some ways. I was always with, with, with one of my parents, but we did have a level of uncertainty in my life growing up that I won't go into detail. Both my parents are saved and serving God now, and I'm so thankful. And I won't go into all the details of the but I say that my life came with a certain amount of baggage into this 18th year, which is part of what made me who that I was. But uh, so many of these young men that we, and young women that we met with, this just in, you know in recent past, they understand what it means to. To live lives that are very inconsistent and very up, you know, upside down and topsy turvy, not knowing what the next week, month, or or year is going to hold for them, and you live that way uh, long enough, you begin to 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 um, have have less confidence in the future because you 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 can't hardly navigate the present, let alone have any confidence in the future, and you live in a in a in a in a world where. Um, so much of your acceptance is based on how well you perform. But that's the world that we live in. Uh, our acceptance often is based on how well we perform. And um, that being said, that Jesus didn't do it that way. He didn't die for us because of how well we perform. He died for us because of his love for us. And so I say this again, that he did not die and he did not come to save the right kind of people, but he came to save the worst kinds of people that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Greatest thing that I could ever learn at 18 years of age was that Jesus Christ came to die for me Listen, my grandparents were ministers and they were always around in, in a part of my life, but never the center of my life. And I grew up in that, you know, in my home and it was it was broken at times. And 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 even when we were together, we were broken and, um, you know, serving God was certainly not the center of it. And I grew up in a life of sin and took on sin and 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 and, and lived in sin. Uh, even after I, I got out on my own, the choices I made were were um, were based in, in, in that life of sin, I didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus because everything that I knew about Jesus convicted me and condemned me, caused me to think and feel and to believe and to know of a truth that if I died apart and away from him in the life that I was living, I was destined to spend eternity in hell by my own choice. That was my choice that I was pushing, pushing, pushing him away like I had pushed everything and everybody away. Uh, I, 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 because I felt like garbage and I felt like trash and I was self-destructing. Self, self but the beautiful message of the gospel is that, is that while you are there, you hear this cry, I died for you. I came for you while you're in that place, while you're in that self-destructing, in that self-imploding, that, that place that you're in right now, you're self-loathing, you hate your life, you hate where you're at, you hate who you are and who you've become, and you think there's an, this is an endless cycle, how can I ever get out of it? I'll tell you how you can get out of it, because Jesus Christ came to save you.
And finally, going, you know, at 18, going on 19, I finally heard my, my grandmother one last time. This is the thousandth time she said, son, go to church with me. Finally, my resistance was down. I didn't feel like fighting anymore. I didn't go to church that night because I expected to be saved. I went to church that night because I had actually become very hopeless and I was tired of fighting anything, anyone. I was finally so broken that I was tired of just saying no and I was ready to just surrender, not even to God, just surrender to whatever life had, even if it was just rotten. And so I just said, I'll just go. I'm tired of hearing her ask. I'll go. Well, I went that night, and I don't remember what the preacher preached, but I can tell you this, that somewhere in the preaching, the Spirit of God began to deal with my life, and He saved me wonderfully, miraculously. He he began to heal my heart. He began to restore my life. He began to restore hope and restore faith. And I found out that while I was a sinner, He died for me. He wasn't looking and waiting for me to clean up my life, to clean up my actions, to get better, to do better, to perform better. No, Jesus already loved me. He already died for me. He already made a way for me. And he already was inviting me to be a part of of his great kingdom and to be a part of this great family. Something we were sharing with those kids at the camp is that this is a family that doesn't fade. It doesn't fail. You're not tossed to this side or tossed to that side. It doesn't matter if you've had a bad day. It doesn't matter if you have a bad attitude. It doesn't matter if you've been rotten in a moment. Jesus loved you before, he loves you now, and will continue to love you. And he's continuously got his arms outstretched to you, saying, I already died for you to save you. You don't have to do this. You don't have to push me away. You don't have to push other people in the kingdom of God away. You can come to me. That's where I was at 18 years of age. That's where I was. I was miserable, wretched, just felt like a low-down, good-for-nothing. And Christ died for me. Christ died for me. He didn't come to save the right kind of people. He came to save the worst kinds of people. Is that you? Is that who you are today? Is that what you feel like? That you're the worst kind of an individual? Good news. Jesus can save you. He wants to save you. He already died for you so that he could save you and forgive you. Listen, I want to read another passage of scripture and this is it and it'll be kind of brief today. Uh, In Ephesians chapter 1, Having pre, uh, verse 5 and 6 and 7, having predestined in us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Listen, let me say a line here that I hang on again and again and again, you and I are only ever accepted in the beloved, and that's in Jesus Christ. It is by His grace that we're saved. It is by the blood that we are redeemed. He didn't come to save the good enoughs. He didn't come to reach out to the right kind of people. He came for the worst kind of people. I don't know who you are today. I don't know what your case is. I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know how broken your life is. I don't know how many times you've been thrown away or how many times you've thrown somebody else away. I don't care how ugly and how rotten and how wretched that you may actually be, let alone how you feel. 
God knows we can feel sometimes worse than we actually are. But whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus didn't come for the right. He didn't die for the good enoughs. He didn't die for the right kind of people. Please hear me. He died for the worst kinds of people. Christ died for you. He showed his love to you in such a way that while you were just a sinner, while you were rotten, while you were wretched, while you were running from him and pushing him away, while you were pushing others away, while you were self-destructing, while, while we have been robbers and, and thieves and liars, while we have been sexually immoral and perverted, while we were uh, um, uh, murderers and haters, and, 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 and I mean, you name it, you name it. While we have, look, I don't care. It doesn't matter where you're at. Christ died for you. You can't take that away. Christ died for you. Christ died for you. And he died for you to show you his love for you, for who you, that, that you are alive. Not based on your performance, not based on what you can do, not based on what he can exact out of you, not, uh, We teach children. We teach children that they should feel praised when they do good, and I and I believe that we praise children for the good things that they do, and we correct them for the bad things they do. That's what we do as mothers and fathers. But the one thing that we that we try, we need to be very careful that we don't do, is let them feel like that we love them based on how good they do or not. If my children only understood that I loved them when they did good, then they would have zero, they would have zero um, confidence in my love for them. All their confidence, let me say this, all their confidence in my love would be based on how well they perform. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus shows his love for you and for me while we were rotten, while we were wretched, while we were no good, while we were scoundrels, while we were uh, downright dirty dogs. That's my message to you today. That's my heart for you today, is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't come to save the right kind of people. He came to save the worst kinds of people. That was the best news that I could hear, 18 years of age. He saved me. I knelt at an altar. He changed my life. Been running in that ever since. The man that you see today is not the man that I was then. That the man that I am today is not the man that I was then. It's been, you know, well over 20 years, 25 years. I've been serving God now, and I'm so thankful for every day that He's given me. I haven't been perfect. I haven't been perfect not one day since the day that He saved me. I haven't been perfect. I have, I have, I have desperately uh, underperformed, but His love for me has remained consistent. His love for me. His love for me is what keeps me getting up. His love for me is what keeps me pursuing holiness. His love for me is what keeps me pursuing godliness. His love for me is what keeps me pursuing righteousness. His love for me is what keeps me repenting and and turning away from the sins that I find and the attitudes that I find and the pride that I find and the arrogance that I find. His love for me that's not rooted and grounded in my performance, but it's rooted and grounded in in Him and His sacrifice his love is rooted and granted in his sacrifice for me and that love is where I'm building my life I'm building my life on that
I'm building my life on that while I was a sinner, he died for me. I'm building on my life that I'm only accepted in Christ Jesus, not in my good works. We're called to good works. They glorify the Father. We're called to do well, to, the, you know, to His praise and to His glory. But that's not what my confidence is built in. My confidence is built on His love for me, and His love for me is rooted and grounded in His sacrifice for me. And that's what I want you to hear today. You can get up. You can come out of the place that you're in, not because you can just all of a sudden decide to do better, No, because you can look up and find there's somebody who loved you before you were born. And while you've been as rotten as you've been, they love you. You can get up. You can put your hand in the hand of the one that's reaching down to you right here, right now today. Put your hand in his hand and let him lift you up out of the place that you're in. Listen, I've talked in my heart and my mind. I've been reaching out to people who don't know the Lord. But you might be a a, a saint of God today that you're in a deep battle of discouragement and depression, wondering how the night can ever come through. You're going to come through because you look up and you realize he died for you. He died for you so that you could come through, so that you could come out of the place that you're in right now. Jesus loves you. He loved you before. He loved you before and he loves you still. While we were sinners, he died for us. We were accepted and the beloved. Not the okays, not the good enoughs, but the worst kinds of people he died for you. I love you today. My name is Kenny Rodriguez, pastor of Walker Valley Community Church. This is WVCC Ministries. I'm glad you're with us. And uh, I want to encourage you to like and subscribe and share the content. Share this video with somebody. Put it on your Facebook feed. Put it on your, uh, your you know, share on YouTube and uh, help us get the word out. Somebody out there needs to hear from the gutter that they're in. Somebody needs to hear uh, that Jesus died for them while they're in the gutter, while they're in the, um, the refuse, while they're in uh, the hog pen. Christ died for them, loved them. He loved them there. How much more is he going to love us? Uh, he can't love us anymore. That's the this reality. He can't love us anymore. He's already loved us with everything that he is to the point that he died for us. We love you today. God bless you is my prayer. Look forward to being back with you again uh, soon. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to hear more, please visit WVCC Ministries on YouTube, Facebook, and Spotify. You can also visit us in person at Walker Valley Community Church in Charleston, Tennessee. We'd love to share the gospel with you and help you cultivate your relationship with Jesus Christ.